What's up, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele, and... Well, it's the baker, ain't it? The baker. The the, the better half. <laughs> you know, normally I say, uh, oh, no, no, no. But in, in this case, <laughs> that's, that's just true. <laughs> we, we, we all have limited opportunities to say those things in life, and you might as well. Hey, if you're not going to celebrate yourself, who will? <laughs> What's happening, Baker? How, how how are things up in the Seattle town? Things are good. Things are good. So I, I think, you know, I think full disclosure to the handful of people that still stumble across this thing from time to time. All three of them. We actually uh, recorded this episode last night sometime around Wednesday evening. Did we? We, we well we recorded my half um so for those who who've been with us from the quote unquote beginning we started off in person which was great the the golden era of scarf life if you will mm-hmm. um it made recording very easy being in the same room that has since become impossible because i have moved to the pnw as they say mm-hmm. um and zoom was actually a solution for us for a while but uh, the RSL Nation doesn't exactly pay a salary at the moment, and uh, Zoom requires like licenses for anything that goes over like forty minutes, and it really wasn't a great solution for us. So we've been experimenting with some new, new options, and one of them, and I'm not going to give them a free plug because that's not how I operate. <laughs> the one we used last night, and the one we're using right now, works perfectly. The only problem is uh, I made you a producer and not a guest. So it only recorded my half of the conversation, um, the better half of the podcast <laughs> to bring it full circle. But that's what's going on here. So uh, at times our conversation might not feel organic, but I'm, I'm hoping as the podcast progresses, that goes away. Well, here's the funny thing. I cannot remember a damn thing about our conversation last night. So it's going to feel organic to me. Fair enough, and uh, yeah, that 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 works too. You know why? Uh, why to paraphrase a quote I've stumbled across the internet several times now, and that's been attributed from everybody uh, to George Washington to you know Michael Jackson. Uh, never let the truth get in the way of a good yeah. story, and and I think you embody that quote. You know what? There's uh, things you can be good at. There's things you can't. What are you drinking? Uh, right. Open a, a bottle of pub beer. Lot. Nice. Yeah. No. I. Uh, we we had a few beverages last night as we were recording. So right now I'm just doing a good old fashioned. Uh, I'm doing a spin drift. So your 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 choice of beverage far exceeds mine. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. Yep. To answer your question of though uh, about how am I doing. I'm doing pretty great. It is that magical time of year right before the season kicks off, right? Like our the, the game is this this Saturday. Uh and it's the the way I phrase it is it's that real hopeful time where anything is possible and anything could happen and 
and and maybe the team is just good enough this year that it's going to be a silverware year. That's that's kind of where I'm at mentally, and it's 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 a very uplifting feeling. You know, uh, it's it's funny you mention that, right? Because right now it's a it's a tie amongst all teams in the league. You could literally say that we are in the running for the supporter shield right now. That would not be a lie. We're we're tied for first (laughs) in the running for the supporter shield right now. It, it, it really is the most exciting time of the season. And so there's the funny thing, right? So you and I, I think we're both as Derek Fisher said, uh, homers, right? Root for the home team. So, I, I have this like Utah Jazz mentality and this RSL mentality, and in the case of Utah Jazz, we're like, ah, oh, we're trying to lose, even though they won tonight. And then I keep forgetting that in the case of RSL, losing or tanking doesn't really get you anything, right? Nothing substantial. Right. Yeah. It's um the the. There is less. It's not zero incentive, but there's far less incentive to perform poorly than in a, a system like the NBA. Absolutely, yes. And then I also have to remember, despite being dog crap the last couple of years on paper, we actually did pretty good. You know, we went we went to the Western Conference Finals two years ago. We made yeah. Last year, um, I truly believe. I think we got better this year, even though the moment Cordova actually started producing, we got rid of him. Uh, right. But but I, I think, as we said on a post, eh, he wasn't going to sign anyways. So right. we got something right. out. Um, of him and the couple of new signings I think are very exciting. And then you have to remember something that's happening this year that, that we didn't have last year. Most of last year is, is the mere cry like coming back. So yeah, I, I really think there is, yes, some of the other teams have retooled. They got better. Uh Seattle looked like dog shit in the club World Language. Cup uh, play. Sure, yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the the Club World Cup. Yeah. It, it's such a weird thing to say. Like it, it they need to they need to rebrand that thing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, no one watches it. I ended up watching because we had an MLS team in it, and I was actually rooting for them. And I had to take a thorough shower afterwards because I found myself rooting for Seattle. Yeah, dude, no way. I was uh, I was squarely in the Al Halal Al Farah whatever camp. Yeah. I became a diehard fan of <laughs> Middle Eastern football that that night. No, they're Africans. <laughs> they were. They're, oh, I didn't see. Yeah, they're Egyptians. I, they're from Egypt. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, all I know is those were my boys. I was, <laughs> so <laughs> I was ready to represent. So yeah, I I do I I love it. I mean, uh, th- this off season, 
felt like a shorter off season than usual, but I attribute well, that to the World Cup. Right. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's the the World Cup being in December, yeah. or yeah, like it it definitely didn't suck. Um, yeah. So that 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 took up a lot of time, and uh, also you know the 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 snow and skiing has been really good here in Salt Lake. So there it is. Kind of, turns it turns out if you have hobbies outside of soccer, you can fill your time when soccer isn't on. Yeah. But that sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. Bold move, Cotton. Bold move. I feel dirty. But yeah, so I, I'm so ready. Let, let's get it back underway. Um, you and I, well, we're going to watch on the TV next weekend or this weekend, I guess. And then we're going to be at the game in Seattle the following Yeah. Week. Yeah. Uh, first road game. Of the year for us to attend. Yep. Because uh, um, mm-hmm. the first road game is this weekend against Vancouver, obviously. For the team, but we're not there, so it doesn't yep. count. Right. It, it, the points count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll take two points out of the first two. but um, And then, uh, then home opener is that following Saturday. Yeah, yeah. It's um, – so, so something that uh, – that is changing this year for the home opener is that you and I will, uh, we're, we're leaving. We're, we're, we're taking our talents, uh, to, <laughs> to the South stand, to the safe standing section yeah. in the South end of the stadium. We are bidding section 35, uh, goodbye for, for now. No. Um, and it was one of those things where like, you know, we, we've owned our season tickets now, I think for, I mean, north of a decade, I yep. think. Um, it's always been Section 35, except for that very first year when somehow we got into that, <laughs> like, Section 1 and we're, like, three rows above the field. It was amazing. Like, the best seats in the house. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and since then, it's been Section 35, and we've moved within Section 35, usually more, more down yeah. and to the left so we could get a better view of the, like the game. Um, but you know, you, you, we were talking about this and it's like, it, it, it's section 35. It takes this weird, like weird stance with the club where it's this like unofficial, but like we all recognize it official, like supporters group and they're going to stand and chant and sing. But at the same time, the club like doesn't let that be known to everybody that buys tickets there. Right. So like, I, I felt like this prior year more than any other, I got a lot of the, Hey, could you guys sit down so we could watch? Yep. And it's like, I, I enjoy conflict. Like I enjoy disagreeing with people and I enjoy healthy debate, but like, I also don't want to block the view of some like eight year old kid. Like that doesn't make me feel awesome about myself. Um, but at the same time, it's like, dude, if I sit down, that still leaves these 300 other people who aren't sitting down. Yeah. So yeah, no, it, it, I, it's dying. It was time. I really think, first of all, it was time. Yes. Um, secondly, I totally agree. I, I think the club, if if they're gonna keep that section thirty five thing going, which I think is great because it's so close to the visiting supporters section, it just needs to be known. And, and I have felt so bad multiple times last season 
because we were we were in in one of the most up seats um h row h i think right of the standing group yeah everyone below you stands and multiple times last season right behind us was a family and they had some kids and the mom is like can you sit down yeah, yeah. And, it um I mean you can you can take not now you have to take a left or a right. And like, oh well, it's a standing section, so go F yourself kind of a thing. Right. Or But that doesn't also solve the problem the, no, in the, the long term. Yeah, you also you have to make yeah, you have to remember I'm I'm trying to make sure the kid has a good time while there. Right. Right. So Yeah, for sure. You try to compromise and it just kind of it got a little out of hand, and honestly, it's mostly because, in my opinion, um, you have season ticket holders in that space, and they sell their tickets, single game tickets, right? But do not qualify what it means to sit there to right. the people they sell their tickets to. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can tell, like. The people show up and it's like the, you can like see it within like the first 10 minutes of the folks who are like, oh, I didn't know this was. Yep. But like, let's also remember that I think our like our very first or second year in Section 35, we had seats in like V or yeah. W or something like way up yep. there. And the entire section in front of us stood. Yeah. Like. I, I I think the safe standing, and once again, I'm going to reference the conversation we had yesterday. The safe standing, I think, is going to be one of those like moments in RSL Nation history where, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Like, it enticed us to move. Like, so, yeah. like when was the last time we entertained the idea of like leaving Section 35? As as bad as it got, it was like never a conversation. Yeah. Like, it was never on the table. And then suddenly, safe standing makes an appearance, and it's like, well, we've been asking for that for literally years at this point yeah. like might as well go check it out and i and i'm willing to bet that we aren't the only people in the stadium experiencing this feeling yeah i mean it doesn't hurt it's half the price right on, on sure sure that. it 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 doesn't hurt that we stand anyways it doesn't hurt that we sing along with the south end anyways Right, so like, all right, right. You know what the problem is, I, uh, be, right? Is that's the lack of roof. Uh oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with I, it. I am eventually gonna go there. I was gonna say it's that we never show up on time, so we will never have good stands. I was gonna say that's gonna have to come to an end. Like we're gonna have to be there early. These yeah, days. Like, yeah. Because otherwise, you will like just go being like those high corner bleachers yep. and that's no fun for anybody. Yep, 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 yep. Uh the 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 other thing is you're right. The next step has to be a roof. I mean it has to be. It just absolutely All right. At this point I'm convinced that you have uh like <laughs> like preferred stock in like a roofing company. <laughs> like it's the only logical solution. It's literally the one thing about the stadium you have maybe talked about more than safe standing. Let, let let me let me recall a thing for you. Okay. Remember the the first orange ball game that happened? Yeah, yeah. 
I do. Stadium. The snow game. I think I know where you're going to go with this. Yeah, of course. And, you know, obviously the game starts. Everyone that remembers the game starts. It's perfect weather outside. It's virtually perfect weather. Look at the pictures from like minute one to minute 25 to minute 55, right? And by halftime, so there's a weather delay, first of all, but by halftime, it goes from perfect weather, green field to completely snow covered blizzard, right? So let's just say there were 19,000 people in the stadium to start with. By the start of the second half, there were like, what would you say, five, six, seven thousand? The majority yeah, had left. Right. It was it was maybe like a quarter full of even that. If that, yeah. Well, and and you can't even blame them. I mean, there was a huge weather delay, right? Right. Lot and it was like up. it was like a proper blizzard. Like we were getting we were getting slammed. So what happened at the in that game is the 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 band from the south end, the supporter section moved to the second level on the east end right under the roof right like the 200 section and when the so we ended up winning that game but you know there was a I, I, i'm pretty sure we have a podcast we recorded right after that game out there somewhere in person and these i don't know 50 to 100 supporter section people with a couple of drums there might have been a trombone in there somewhere no i think it was just the drums yeah but yeah the it, the, the roof it it sounded like it was 30,000 people singing up there it it acts as a megaphone essentially the way it's like curved that just like bounces the sound back onto the field it it is why the the away section always does yes. sound as good as it does it it really like and and this is one of those things where, like, it's the one thing that I think I can honestly say I'm going to definitely miss about Section 35. It's when you're up, like, 3-1 or 3-0 in, like, the 92nd minute and you get to turn around and tell them that they have come a long way just to lose. Oh, my God. My favorite thing. That's That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think to to your point, I, I, I think the acoustics of what you're trying to get to there's some sound principles there for sure. Uh, can you imagine what the South End would sound like if they had a roof over him? Yeah, I mean, I it, we'll probably find out at some point. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, that, this is why I hope the Jazz do well, so Ryan Smith can invest some money into a roof. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he needs the Jazz to do well in order for him to be able to invest his money. I think the eight billion dollars he has lying around is is plenty yeah and if and if by some miracle he can't invest his own money maybe some of the 80 other people that he knows that have billions of dollars lying around can invest i i just i'm never gonna stop preaching about this the south end needs a roof even though i think they should move the south end supporters section to the north end and build a roof there. That just makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, it it was. I I think it, it, so. Like I think about like uh, the Timbers Army, like the 
the uh, Portland Timbers yeah. supporters group. And like, Which, by the way, way mm-hmm. less impressive in person. I swear to God, they make themselves better on TV than in person. Well, we've been I, up I there think... for what two, three games at least. Yeah, we've we, we've like made you know the life events have occurred in such a manner that we've been in Portland a number of times now, and it is one of those things where it's like you look at them in person when you're there, and like don't get me wrong, it it's impressive, yeah. and you can obviously hear that they are organized and disciplined, and everyone's chanting the same chant at the same time, which that alone would be a miracle if we could get yeah. that happening at the riot. Um, but like it's not like they outnumber us by that many more. I think they're all concentrated. They're all within the same section, more or less. And so it's more impressive because they don't have this other, like, you know, one whole fourth side of that stadium is that gymnasium that they like share a building with or a lot with essentially. And it's like, there are no seats there except for those like 20, like VIP seats. So it forces your supporters groups into like one area. Yeah. And it it just it looks impressive. And and like to your point, like in person when you're like actually looking at it, it it's not like there's that many more of them than there are of yeah. us. It's I think they're organized, which we're working on. And then it's it's the stadium just kind of forces them all into a single location and I, I think to what you're getting at is we're kind of all spread out. And all over the place. It, it's that old line that we've used once or twice now of every seat is a supporters group. Yeah. So, well, I yeah, coming come to an even, end. I think people make a big deal out of the Kansas City Stadium and their supporters groups, right? But I, I would I would say, that, what's that called? The Blue Hell? Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's what they call that the stadium there. That's a way smaller section than our South End. For sure. Like it, it's once again, it went in person, really not like it, it's cool. Like, don't get me well, wrong, but like cool. there, it's Nothing. just, it's just, they're all focused on one area. Yeah. We have to, we have to go to um, LAFC this year. Mm, maybe we have to figure out a way to get there. I just don't love that city. I, I, I don't really I know, any reasons but, to go LA. But, I just I would like to see I would like to see if that atmosphere is what it's cracked up to be. I mean, I'm yeah, yeah. In person is always different, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, right, because so the, the three big ones in person disappointed me drastically. Right, Kansas City. Portland. I wouldn't say Kansas City is one of the big ones. Uh, well, no. When I think of like big support- supporters group, yeah. no. No way. Well, in Kansas my City. mind, the big three were Kansas City, Seattle, and Portland, at least in the West. Like pre-LAFC joining. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'm not uh, saying those are in order of top three or the top three. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Three of the big ones. And so, yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what um, LAFC is like maybe is it is it as impressive in person or is it not even right. seattle because we went to seattle two times yeah i mean i've been to a number of uh sounders games at this point flounders games excuse me um i will say i was up here for the uh when, when they played nycfc for the uh champions league uh yeah. spot 
that was an impressive, impressive mm-hmm. atmosphere. Like they they showed up for that. Yeah, that makes. I was rooting for NYCFC the whole time, but didn't 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 work out for them. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? They lost to an Egyptian team. Anyways, let's let's move on. Carry on. Yeah. So um, the the kind of big change, the the very MLS move, if you will, is what is it like three days, four days before the season kicks off. Uh, the league just goes ahead and advertises like a radical, radical change uh, to the playoff format. Um, it it was kind of wild to see, and you know, you and I texted about this. I think you texted me, and you were like, "This is very obviously a money grab," and I'm okay with yep. it. Yeah. So, so real quick, um, the the way the f- the format is going to look now is uh, so seeds one through seven are automatically qualifying for the playoffs. So the the red line hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then teams eight and nine will play each other in a um, single elimination uh, wildcard game. The, you know, the eight seed will host the nine seed. Those Um, those two games could be the games of the year. Yeah, those are going to be like, cutthroat yeah. um and and then so you'll have the winner of that will eventually it will essentially be the eighth team on a string of one through seven plus the winner of eight versus nine mm-hmm. and the first round will be a series of three um three best of, uh, best of three series yeah so the first person the first team to win two games yeah um, the higher seed will host the first game. The lower seed will host the second game. And if there's a need for a third game, it'll go back to the higher seed. Yep. What, what are your thoughts on this one? I absolutely love it. Again, it's obviously a money grab, as I was saying. But what it really means at the end of the day is if you make the playoffs, right? If you're one of the top eight teams, you are guaranteed a home playoff game. Right. You're completely guaranteed it. So, now, listen, for for the sake of keeping competition true, yada, 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 obviously, if you're going to put that format in, keep it. Because what you didn't state there is, after that first round, when we go from eight teams to four teams in each conference, it's single mm-hmm. elimination. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. So it, it it it's it's the same. I always have the same problem with you know all other playoff formats and and, and competitions is you know if you have two games per round, everything up until the final. And then the final is a single game. Um, all right. The, yeah, that was a, that was a weird format for a while know, there. Too. Yeah, yeah. The, the the team that got there through two games, you, you're changing the format at the very end. So right. Um, I'm gonna stop trying to 
talk about that too much because I think we all understand that. So basically what it means is being the top seven, you're guaranteed at least one playoff game. Being the top nine, um, you have a a very, no, ten, right? No, No, not ten. Nine. Um, you have a very exciting playoff format. I'm I'm gonna tune into those. Um, yeah, eight versus nine yeah, games. I'm totally gonna yeah. tune into those eight versus nine. Well, they're just so cutthroat, and honestly, it doesn't. Well, the real RSL is what they are. Like we we that number eight seeds got RSL written oh, all over be, it. Be, we're totally gonna be in that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's we're gonna to, we're gonna be there is really what it's gonna I, be. It's like we're gonna feel really good about this single elimination game. I, I just hope we're in the eighth spot, so so we're playing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, that's that that's what it is. I I re- I actually kind of really like it. Y- yeah, I'm. I mean, I think they they saw the fan response to the um to the single elimination games. Like, let's just call it what it is. Like. They've created some exciting, yeah. exciting moments. Absolutely, um, and and they're just like, how do we crank this up to eleven? And and I think they did. Um, yeah. I, I I try not to compliment the league too much, especially with like these big sweeping changes that feel like they happen every other year. But this definitely feels like it's gonna as like as like a fan as as a this will make me want to follow like. FC Dallas versus uh, yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. Like suddenly I care about this series of three where like, you know, in years prior, it's like, eh, probably not going to tune in for all of that. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, yeah. totally agreed. Um, no, that this, in my opinion, again, as I said, a clear money grab, right? Right. It, I don't think it enhances the enablement of the best team winning. Um, especially because this is the, well, first of all, pre round and then first round. Right. But yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Let's do it. It's, it, it does also like when you think about it, it, it it makes, so it, it makes the ability to like stay healthy or take care of your body or however you want to phrase that. And then having like a deep squad crazy important when you think about like the context of what most team schedules will look like so you've got you've got this you've got the regular season which already because of like bye weeks and stuff usually has like congested parts of the schedule right you're playing two games in like you know eight days or some nonsense like that then you throw in the u.s open cup which is still going to be a thing yeah you throw in uh, leagues cup games, which are now like a, a small tournament unto themselves, that's, right? There's like that, group stage matches. That's not small, man. That's a month. That's a right. Month. It's it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Um. Then you throw in like okay, the like the regular season decision day. I think is going to be like October twenty first or something. I think that eight nine game is. I want to say like four days after decision day. Like it's it's. I think if I am like the physical trainer at any MLS club, like I'm asking for a raise at the start of this year. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that this that eight nine game is like the Wednesday following that decision Sunday day or Saturday of decision day. 
Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be wild. If there's gonna be like those like classic dust ups of like dudes actually getting into fights, it's gonna be the eight nine game, the the wild card game. Totally, let's, let's let's use their terminology. Totally agreed. And uh, I'm looking forward to Demir Cry like trying to you know talk some dudes down from killing each other in that game because we all know we're gonna be in that. Yeah, yeah. So. Y- did you have anything else to say about the the final format? I love it. Right. And okay. we as RSL Nation should love it because let's let's just face it. The the league I mean, I think I think if you're a soccer fan in America, you should love it. Yeah. And uh, there'll there'll always be those purists. Like, oh, but what about uh blah blah blah. Like, yes. And they always, they always, they always do the same thing. They point to the European leagues. Like the European leagues do the exact same goddamn thing, right? Like in in Germany, in Spain, in Italy. I'm not sure if they do it in England yet. But you have, you know, the the, the third lowest team actually does a two leg playoff with the third highest team in the second league. For relegation and promotion, right? Yeah, they, they they're it's not quite as they don't use it to determine a champion. I mean, that's 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 a big clarifier, right? But they have introduced it's, it's, elements of this. It, it, yeah. It's all entertainment. All right, w- without right. giving it two thoughts, who won MLS Cup last year? LAFC. Okay, there you go. Because we're the iHards, we know that. But well, no, it, it's one of those things where it's like it was. To to your point of like, does this actually surface the best team? I, I feel like most years, the at least in recent memory, the best team doesn't win MLS Cup. Sure. I feel like last year was the exception. I, I feel I genuinely feel like LAFC was the best team. I would I would say LAFC was the best team the last three years. Right, but they've won it yeah. once. Yeah. Um, but the year prior, the year we played in the Western Conference Final. Uh, NYCFC lifted the trophy. Like NYCFC was a good team that year, but th- I think under normal circumstances they don't make it past Philadelphia. But all of Philadelphia got sick <laughs> the yeah. day before the game. Yeah. Um. Y- you know. So so I think I-, I think in a league like MLS where there's always some crazy X factor, I do kind of appreciate the that series of three because like if you can go and steal one on the road you now have the ability to like you know bring it home and and like some like i think of rsl specifically because that's how my brain works like the idea of going and you know like maybe taking it to pk's away and sneaking one past you now have the ability to bring it home and like really double down and like win in front of your home fans because the riot is such a fortress. So I would disagree with you in this regard. I, I would say from the perspective of RSL, because I do not think we are right now or will be next year up with NYCFC, LAFC, even Galaxy or Seattle or Philly in quality. So the the one game format actually I think would benefit a team like RSL because you have to be good for ninety minutes, right? That's all. I mean, you have to make it into the playoffs, 
but then you, sure, sure. you have to be good for 90 minutes. So, right. Yeah, that's fair. But but what it does do for me at least, I'm going to tune in to watch Philly versus the Revolution. Right. Right. Because I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath, but exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, or whatever, Colorado yeah. Rapids playing Vancouver. Dude, the Crapits are not making the playoffs this year. They're going to be a disaster. It might be t- calling it, though, calling it you now. Know what I mean, like tenth spot. Up. Right, tenth spot doesn't advance. Calling it now. RSL. Eighth and ninth. They have to be ninth. Okay, calling it right now. RSL Colorado Crapits for the playing game. I can think of. I can think of at least ten teams that are better than the Crapits next oh, year. Oh yeah, that 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 doesn't matter. I mean, I think it matters a little bit. Okay, there goes the mic. What do you mean? I did. It was not very professional of you. I heard the heard you drop it. Oh yeah, no. yeah, not 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 good. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, there's the playoff format. Um, the the reason I asked if you had any final thoughts was because you mentioned uh, a fan favorite of ours, and that's our boy Demir Krylock. Yep. Who, I mean, let's just call it what it is. We're kind of, we're kind of banking on him, at least matching his output pre-injury. But like, you know, I think it's safe to say in the recesses of all of our minds, in that dark spot that we don't like to acknowledge, there is the fact that he, come April, will be a thirty-four-year-old player coming off of like back surgery like you know that that's that's not like a small thing to just casually overcome well i would like to make a couple of statements there first of all 34 is young very uh, very young if i may say but here's the more important part i would say physical injuries for uh, different players affect them differently. Demir Krylak was has always been athletic, but it, it never seemed to me like athleticism is what drove. Uh, that was not his. When you think Demir Krylak, athleticism is not one of the top two, three things you think about, right? Sure, he's not. He's not the fastest. He's not the strongest. He's not the quickest. Yeah. Like I mean, his strong, game has never but... been defined by that. So that that's why I'm less worried about him coming back because he's got qualities that go well outside of his athleticism. Don't get me wrong, he's athletic. He's a you know he's got like a famous diet he's on, right? Like he does doesn't he is he the one that does like the hot yoga stuff? <laughs> um I think you're making some of this stuff up. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that was him that does the hot yoga, like yoga in like a, a steam room or something. Anyways, the man has like a nine pack year round is all I'm saying. And so, yeah, no, I'm not too worried about that part at all. I would be more worried if, um, I don't know, some of the other guys – who who actually rely on athleticism only 
sure. were out and and were coming back after this injury uh, with him. Yes, I'm still worried. You're right. I don't think he has ever had to do this before. No, I think this is a first. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, this actually could work out really well. Let's see what happens. Kind of a thing. So I'm not overly worried. But you are correct in, in one other area, which is that we are putting a lot of stock in him leading our team this year. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when you and, and we we haven't done a podcast as the new player signings were being announced or anything. Yeah. But if you like if you look at the where the roster was at the end of last year and where it is right now before we start, the, the big thing that's missing is is that you know big sexy number nine that we were all kind of hoping for and looking forward to and um right now it, it looks like it's going to be rubin's job it's his to lose um yeah and then i think there's like some combination of like false nines and wingers just like throw something against the wall until you have like a dangerous attack yeah we are completely screwed if we have to rely on ruby or rubin being that number nine, he's good one third of one third of the time. He's incredible. Two thirds of the time, you're like I could do that. Put me right. He lacks some of that consistency. Yeah, he completely lacks that. Um, yeah. So, but how many years have you and I been talking about us lacking that number nine? And we need yeah. number nine. I, I I would argue since Saborio left. Was, yeah, there were uh, there were a few stop gaps here and there, but number nine. Yeah, there were a few stop gaps here and there, like dudes who came in and did the job for brief periods of time. Like like Rubin when he first showed up was like was definitely an answer. Like he was serviceable, he was dangerous, he was scoring regularly. Uh Bobby Wood was like on fire at one point like i remember thinking oh, like I remember we the found the guy they were great yeah so so there have guys could have come in that like had moments where it was like okay we finally got this like addressed and fixed um but you know and the only reason i know this is because we talked about it yesterday in the recording that wasn't recorded we really haven't had like mm-hmm. an answer in that spot since since the hitman like for sure yeah, it's not even it's not even the fact that I think we need to think about replacing Saborio because, in my opinion, he's 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 on the RSL Mount Rushmore, right? I'm pretty but, sure he's still playing somewhere. <laughs> that yeah, he wasn't he playing Costa Rica or something a couple years ago? Yeah, like up and up until a couple of years ago. Yeah, like very recently. So it's i think we don't need to even worry about let's let's get someone that cuz i remember how many people were complaining about him while he was here i mean yeah he he didn't defend but yeah, you don't need your he's, striker he's defending your typical number 9 he's a late bastard right. just sitting up front and putting goals away you know that's that's all you need from your all-time leading goal scorer i ain't mad at it <laughs> yeah all, all I, am, I would is the most difficult thing in footy on frame with power. That's it. <laughs> so speaking of guys that temporarily held the job, uh, this weekend we we will be 
you know, weather permitting, I should say, because the Kansas City and uh, Portland game actually has been canceled because of weather. Um, so we will be facing. Doesn't what was we're that? in Vancouver? They have an indoor stadium, right? But like you know, travel and still and stuff is still an issue. But that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, we will be facing Vancouver this weekend, and they went and they took uh, the artist formerly known as Scordova and made him Cordova. <laughs> And uh, and to double down, they made him a DP. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's that's that was an interesting little bit of like, you know, like when his loan came to an end, and when it was like obvious that we weren't gonna sign him, it it I I thought he would like occupy the space in my head where like that Jaime dude occupy, you know, like great thanks for the handful of goals, best of luck in wherever you go next. Like, you know, I'll, I'll see your like Twitter post every few years as you enter the second league of Spain. Yeah. Um, and I thought that would be the end of it. And then lo and behold, by some miracle, our front office manages, I, I don't know how much they had to do with it, but they managed to turn that loan into $300,000 in GAM essentially. Yeah. And and make something out of it. That was impressive. Well, first of all, I, I would say, from my perspective, Cordova was probably. I'm just thinking of the number here. Top three biggest disappointments we ever signed. I thought he was the answer to that number nine. And the second part of the year, last season, he actually played like it. Yeah, he looked good. The The closer we were getting to the season ending, the better he got. Now, he had a couple of miserable misses that could have put us into further rounds. But, yeah, I would say other than that, absolutely props to the front office for getting anything out of it. Because he, he had... Oh, yeah. commitments to us. He he could have left with nothing, really. Right. Well, well. I mean, I think within the MLS, and it's one of those like weird, like you know, MLS mechanisms. I think we like owned his. I think they called him like first, like right of refusal or something, or like maybe it's even the discovery. Like they couldn't have signed him without breaking us off first, and so it it makes me like. It makes me want all of the Blitzer like family of teams just to like loan us everybody with like the monarchs or something for a couple of years. Yeah. Just to just to make sure we can get that cash. Yeah. Right um, of first first refusal. All that really means is that if someone offers you something, you have the option to match it. So I'm assuming uh Vancouver came to us and said, All right, don't don't match it. We'll give you X, Y, and Z in return. To not make right kind of a thing, but yeah, I'm still I'm still very disappointed uh, by that. I, I do think I actually liked. I would have loved to keep Cordova on the team next year. Yeah, but like they made him a DP, like not at a DP salary, like no way. Um, yeah, I, you're right. He's not he's not DP salary worthy. No. Well, no, absolutely not. And and I just looked up the press release just to make sure we get it right. The 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 
the terminology within the press release was uh, rights. Yeah. They traded MLS soccer, major league soccer rights to uh, Vancouver. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of been a wild, wild preseason, but also at the same time, incredibly boring. Um, it, it's thankfully coming to an end as soon as Saturday rolls around. Um, with that all being said, you know where I'm going to go with it next Mm. predictions against Vancouver. Oh, well, I I was going to say just one other couple of other things. Um, I think we sometimes forget the return of the mirror. We talked about a little bit. That's better than any signing, right? Because he's a known quantity. And there's also another guy we always forget that we have. It's Savarino. Right? That that, that kid did not have a year loss. I don't don't know how many people forgot about him. I I think to your point, it's... uh... He'll he'll have a whole season instead of coming in like at the tail end of last year. Right. I I think we're gonna have a great team. Um, now, here's one th- other thing that people maybe not don't forget, as you said, but we don't talk about it enough. I think we lost our best defensive player we have. Oh, and uh, and Aaron Herrera. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think he. I think he like plateaued for what it's worth. Like I, I think he was very good last year, but definitely not as good as the year before. So I think you and I had this discussion multiple times on podcasts, actually. Um, that yes, I agree. He plateaued, which is the reason he's not playing in like Spain right now, or for the national team. Right. But I think his plateau, his what he was last year, was really freaking good. Yeah, for the sake yeah. of RSL. Right. Um. I. I. You know, he wasn't like he. He didn't come cheap. Like I think right. he took up a good chunk of that that salary space. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I love having Herrera. I, I think he's one of the better. Uh, right backs in the league. Um, you know, I'm 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 kind of bummed that it, it kind of feels like they undervalued him. I, I think we ended up trading him for very little. Yeah. it felt like. Um, Where did he go? But, Was it Montreal? Yeah, he's in Montreal right now, up in French Canada. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, you know, I, I think they. I, I would be more worried. Had RSL not gone and gotten the the newest addition to the band of Bryants, as I like to call yeah. them, uh, Brian Vera, um, Brian. I, I, I think yeah, a lot of a lot of basically at this point, a third of the third of the field will be made up of guys yeah. named some variation of Brian. Yeah. <laughs> um, totally, probably butchering the pronunciation, but that's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think the loss of Herrera would be more. I think it'd be I'd be more worried about it if we hadn't gone and picked up a player of Vera's uh, caliber. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. And you know, the other thing is every year we have a big surprise player. So 
we'll see who is this year. Okay, so uh, full circle. Uh, give me the prediction of who you think that player will be this year, who will be the surprise, and uh, give me the prediction for this Vancouver, this uh, weekend against Vancouver. So he said a funny thing. Who's the player that will be the surprise? And by definition, that's not how it works. Well, if I obviously, but like you, give me a name. I think our MVP this year is going to be Demir Krylak. That's not a surprise, though. Right. That's that. That's what I mean. It's not. Whoever the surprise is going to be this year, we don't know yet because it's going to be a. Well, well, yeah. That's that's why I'm calling you to predict it. That's why I'm saying take a guess, take an educated guess. McMath. I don't think you understand the the caliber of the surprise I'm looking for. I was gonna say like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Luna, Moonboy. Oh, you talk. Uh, that wouldn't be a surprise. I mean, that'd be kind of a surprise. It's not like he was getting crazy minutes at the end of last year. No, I'm expecting a lot from him. I mean, I don't think he's a starting eleven penciled in. I, 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 I think, think he's has, a depth player. He has. If he doesn't make. No brainer starting eleven this year. We have to look into trading him or cutting him. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's what. The, hence the. I mean, at this point, we are literally debating the semantics of it. But that's the whole like surprise thing. I think he will like earn himself. I think he will play so well that he will earn himself a starting eleven spot. But right now, I think if you were to ask who is RSL starting eleven for Vancouver, he's not on that list. Uh, I think he is for me. Oh no, dude! Come on. Yeah, he has to be. From- In our midfield, yeah. Demir just got healthy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so you're benching Demir then? No, he's he's the perfect complementary piece to Demir. No, he's not. They're both like no. super offensively minded. Like we would get wrecked on every counter straight down the middle. I would play him. I would play Damir. I would play uh, in in the midfield. Yes, at the same time. So none of that Damir floating in the attack thing. Right. Correct. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'm. There's not a lot of people where I'm like, thank God you're not the coach, but thank God you're not the coach. No, I would. I would totally play them, and I would play them together. And as it stands right now, Damir might have to play number nine anyways. So you have to play them together. Yeah, he he probably. I I think he's gonna do a lot of what he did the year before last, where he's like doing those like late runs into the back post and just buries them. Yeah, so we played him as a fake number nine quite a while. I think it might be time to just turn him into a number nine. Yeah, I mean, he essentially, like, he essentially is Well, he is being played be in that now. Way. We don't have a number nine. Right. I mean, I could see them. I mean, Rubin is probably going to get, like, the start up there. Uh, I, 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 I said what I said earlier. If we are depending on Rubio Rubin putting balls into the back of the net, we are screwed. Well, I mean, I think he's probably going to like start start pretty well, and then 
things might get uh, worse as the as the season progresses. Well, no, no. Listen, don't get me wrong. Uh, the man has some of the best moments of brilliance I've seen in a long time. The problem, is, the problem is it doesn't happen very often. So I hope I'm. Wrong. Yeah, he definitely definitely cools off uh, and quickly. So yeah. cools off from time to time. So w- one game he'll have that's you know crazy scissor kick goal. Yeah, and then he will not hit the frame in three games. Like you, you can't have that. For, for right. what it's he's, worth, he's... when, when Saborio was here, yeah, he was lazy. He didn't defend. Whatever. But he was he was pretty consistently dangerous. He was extremely yeah. dangerous all the time. It was, it was definitely one of those like he could turn the game at a moment's notice. Yeah. And... Oh, he could be complete bullcrap for 89 minutes. You just need him for that one moment when the ball shows up, he puts it away. That's all there is. And... I don't trust Rubio Rubin to do that. The, oh, remember Mosisian? That's the same thing. Yeah, Yura. Yura, of that, course. That's why I loved Yura, uh, and I never understood why people hated him. Yeah. Well, the first go-around, he was amazing, and then the second go-around was just weird. He still put them away, though. When, when, I mean, not, when, not when he, really, because he didn't get played by Petke at the end. Right. Remember, he just like didn't see the field. There, there's that. But when he was on and he had his chances and it was crunch time, he put him away. That's all I'm saying. I don't, yeah, I don't I mean, trust I'm, Rubio Rubin to be that guy. I do trust Damir Krylock to be that guy. So maybe it's time to just convert him to a proper number nine and that's what you're playing. Yeah, yeah. It uh, Save your energy. It, it, I don't need you in defense. I just need you to be up top. Well, you do need him in defense if you're partnering. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. You, you said in the attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I'm not sure of. Hey, how about this? Because I, I will be in town for the home opener, obviously. Yeah. And you seemed very confident up until five minutes ago. If Luna is in the starting eleven against Vancouver, I owe you a victory burrito. And if he is not in the starting eleven, you owe me a victory burrito. We're talking game three already. No, no, the burritos will be game three. I'm talking this weekend. I'm talking oh. this Saturday. Is he? You you said he's like a sure thing in the midfield. Uh, I think if he is not, we are screwed. Yes. Okay. Bet. Okay. So. Bet. All right. I am already looking forward well, to my burritos this? on. We're gonna do Seattle Dogs. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. That I forgot that that was uh, that was going to be an option here pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Before victory burritos. So, with all that being said, now we're coming up on an hour here. I'm going to ask you for the third and final time. Mm. Give me a prediction for Vancouver. Uh, we tie one-one. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to say zero-zero. Oh, so you think in a tie as well? I am thinking a tie, but I think both teams are. I, I think their their attacks are going to be pretty unorganized for us and them, and I think neither team will be able to actually find the back of the net. 
and everyone will just make it up on defense. So I'm actually going to predict a pretty boring 0-0 game. So yeah, I'm I'm predicting 1-1 because I, I'm looking at like two goals from corner kicks by defenders. Okay. Hey. Just those freak things, yeah. huh? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Hey, MLS going to MLS. Let's just leave MLS it at that. MLS going to MLS. And honestly, if we get to come to our home opener uh-huh. with, with any points, any points, yes. I would say two points. Well, two. if we come to the home opener with two points, we are golden. Absolutely golden. Yeah. If we somehow yeah. manage to get three, because I don't think we're getting six, that that's even better. But if we can get two right. road ties before we come home, uh that that's just that would 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 wouldn't suck. No, oh, it would it would it would beyond not suck. I mean, remember, uh now we're talking nine teams. In the playoff format, basically. Sure, sure. But eight and nine is... Right. I mean, you're not setting yourself up for success. Yeah, yep. But you're still... I, I think both of the teams we're playing on the road are in that top nine conversation. Mm. I, I think Vancouver hasn't done too much exciting stuff uh, in, in the offseason. I could see them being worse than us come... Decision day. Remember, they do have our number for some reason. The, yeah, we we have we haven't been not very lucky against them lately. So so if anything, we're due for, we're due one. Yeah, I mean we were at the last game they played us. We were there. We were, and it won Aaron Herrera decision away yeah. from walking out of there with all the points. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay. That was, that was, that any was, any final thoughts? Probably. Well, that was probably the dumbest. Uh, play last year, um, except for the Rubin decision that literally cost us uh, the playoffs. Uh, there's that. Yeah, there is that. Second, second. Don't don't ever forget that. Second dumbest. <laughs> yeah, that was just terrible. No, listen. That my my final thought for now is, I think it's gonna be an exciting year, and I think we're gonna be better than we think we're gonna be. We don't have the big sexy players. Right. And I think that's why a lot of us think, you know, we're, we're going to totally suck. We, we tend to overperform in that environment. Exactly. So yeah. I, I don't think we're going to be in the running for the, the supporter shield, unfortunately. But right. I, 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 to, I, I think we're totally in the playoffs next year. I think the mirror coming back, I'm looking at 12 to 15 goals from him at least. Okay. That's a good chunk. Yeah. Um, and despite all of that, I can totally see us in that 8-9-1 yeah. game. And then, then we have another home playoff game after that. So, folks, prepare yourself for at least 19 home games next year. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, that's a good way to look at it. Um, I, you know what? I just like occurred to me as we're closing. Mm. It's going to be great, and I hope I don't jinx this, but it's going to be great to have a year where all we can like expect to talk about is soccer, not who is the owner, uh, what did the last owner do, 
who is getting fired, who isn't like, like when was the last time we had a year where we literally went into it just being like, all we have to think about right now is the soccer. Interesting. It's, it, it's been a while. It's been at least two or three years. Yeah. It, it's your last coach didn't get fired because he was screaming at another coach in the middle of a tournament that is, you know, like, like all of the, like, if you really look at the greater scope of all of the small things that got us to where we are now, like it, it's going to be kind of a, a, a boring year for at least the off field stuff. Well, Okay. Which is nice, which I'm actually really looking forward to. Me too, but now that you mention it, do you think Pablo makes it through the year? Yeah, I would be shocked that they like if that they would change. I think he could have like a disaster of a year and I don't think they fire him mm. uh this year. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You- I mean, let's 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 also call it what it is. He he was 2 minutes away from getting us past Austin last year. Like, like it, it, you know, it wasn't an unsound strategy given the circumstances we were in. Like, but I think all things considered, he gets a lot out of that group. I think he, he, I, I don't see a scenario where he's on a, on the chopping block. Yeah. I'm still mad about that last year, but uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I can, I can see why you could be correct. I mean, even like I'm talking like we are last in the West. That that doesn't happen. That that doesn't happen overnight, right? So like that that's going to be a slow burn. And let's say he he has the kind of performance where he is like where he should be fired. I don't think they do it this year, just for like continuity's sake. Mm, disagreed. Totally yeah, because we're so good at letting go of coaches past their prime. Uh, but remember, we have a whole new ownership group. I would say if we are lost in the West halfway through the season, he's gone, completely gone. Mm. I do think we have too good of a team, and I think he's too good of a coach for that to actually happen for us to actually be lost in the West. I I think, right? I would say halfway through the season, we're going to be competing for the top four or five spots. Yeah. I mean, we also start the year usually like very well, and then we just get worse as time progresses. But yeah, okay. I, I think with that, we we've got ourselves a bit of a bit of a podcast episode here. There you go. Uh, some kind of a listening or okay. That was technically a word, I suppose. It, it, RSL Nation. It's, it's been your boys, Adele and the Baker, and uh, you know we'll, we'll talk to you after the Vancouver game. Alrighty. Good night. Adios.